You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network as we come to you for a spoiler-free review of the biggest movie this year, at least possibly until December. It is the Avengers Endgame spoiler-free recap. I'm just going to keep saying the words spoiler-free because this is our planned spoiler-free recap. We will be doing a spoiler recap. So I'm just going to say it's planned spoiler-free, but please be warned, if any spoilers are said, it's this one to the left of me that will be dropping them, not me. My name is Ben, and what's up, regular size man? And my name is Mallory, and who puts mayo on a hot dog? That's actually quite nice, mayo on a hot dog. No. Like, I mustard and ketchup's better. I don't understand. Her options were mayo and mustard. Normal people put ketchup and ketchup only on a hot dog. Actually, normal people would put ketchup and mustard, just to say. You're wrong. No, I'm never wrong. Um, we uh, we have just literally walked in the door all of two minutes ago uh, to return from having seen Avengers Endgame, the movie that is taking the world by storm. It's most anticipated movie of this year, no matter what people say. I argue Star Wars Episode Nine, but hey. Oh, is that the movie in December? I was trying to figure yeah. that out. Yeah, well, I mean, Frozen 2, maybe. I'm not too sure. Heck yeah. But, uh, I mean, we, we had a signs up at the cinema saying that all sessions today had sold out. We had pre-booked our tickets. Uh, there was lots of people there, lots of anticipation and waiting. And we had a very well-behaved cinema, I have to say. No little kids or anybody being stupid or anything. But uh, initial reactions, Miss Burpalicious, what, what, are you, what are you thinking right now? I think one of the first things I said, even after the movie was, like, as we were walking out of the theater, was that I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I was going to. Okay. And why is that? What What can you because try and it's say? it's dumb. It's dumb? I didn't think I heard you say those words in the okay. car back. No, I just, I don't know how to not spoiler, so I'm trying to not say a lot. But But can you, when you say dumb, did you not like how it turned out? Did you not like... The events, did you not like how it looked? I mean... Well, we kind of talked about the fact that it was boring for, like, the first hour. And we talked about how certain superheroes are a little bit redundant. Redundant is the right word? (laughs) There's one. Well, two. (laughs) That really... Who's the second one? Well, I mean, you know, just... Oh, yes, two. (laughs) There's two. (laughs) But one of the two is actually, like, a little bit helpful. But... They run for a while. We'll, we'll we'll come back to that bit aspect of it. And I think hand off the football. I I think that was all I could think about in that part. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I think it it lived up to that expectation of of what an epic film with that expectation should be. And I think except the first hour was boring. It's there's definitely some meat you could cut for a three hour and two minute film. I definitely think there is some. You don't need it to be that long. Um, but I, I think the, the reviews that I read and kind of the reactions mainly said it's a perfect wrap-up of this phase of, of all these MCU films up to this point. And I would I would agree with that. I think that we've had... This film does wrap up all the storylines that we've had in, uh, what's this, the 24th film, 23rd film... What is it, 20? No, you don't know. I don't know. know. I said, wow, that's a lot. You think I would know that off the top of my head, but I don't. Uh, 22nd film. Um, So I think on that scheme of things, it does a perfect job. And it also leaves enough open 
that you can see sequels and and that this isn't dead like this is they've not announced this is it obviously we've got spider-man far from home coming out in like two months and there's another guardians movie coming as well so we know that there's still going to be more of these but do you think that do you think they've wrapped this phase up at least like it's it's if this was a tv show if they said this is the final episode of the avengers tv show i i think it's a pretty satisfying conclusion I like yes and no. Like I think there's there are a lot of bits and pieces that are very satisfying, but there's other parts that I think like open it up a little and I find that a little bit difficult. Well, again, they're never going to purely close it off because they said they're going to, you know, they'll make more, but I mean this this is where I think it is tricky for us to fully say everything because this, this is what our spoiler spoiler episode will come for, but I think for the most part cuz I mean Infinity War you know, had the the daunting task of balancing... I mean, every Avengers movie has had the the daunting task of balancing these heroes all together in one film. And obviously, with each phase of the Marvel Universe, they've added new, you know, heroes. You think about the very first Avengers film, you know, people like Doctor Strange and Ant-Man and and, um, uh, the, the Guardians, they didn't exist at that point. So with each, you know, uh, Age of Ultron, you know, they introduced Scarlet Witch and that sort of side of things and, and vision. And then by uh, infinity war, you know, you got to include Dr. Strange and the guardians and not Ant-Man, uh, but he's back. Ant-Man is in this film folks. Like that's not a spoiler. He's in the trailer. So basically we can say things that are in the trailers. So I think they've got that tricky job of balancing everyone. And I think, I think we talked a little bit about this last year in infinity war, but I think for the most part, they do a very good job of balancing Every single one of these, because it's, uh, I mean, how many, off the top of your head, there's got to be at least 20 of these heroes. Am I supposed to be naming them? No, no, no. Oh, okay, uh, because, I was like, I don't think I can. Um, I mean, we joked that there's at least two that really are just, there, there's one. Can we just, we just, I just want to point out that there is, and we will, I will go off about this in the spoiler run, but there is, there is one of these that is just, why are they even in this film? I swear they're only in it for about two minutes total. And, and, and they're only in it. To appeal to some form of audience, That's and a bit of a spoiler, well, not really, not really. It's it's just like it's, and this isn't me hating on one of these. It's just that there's no purpose to them, no purpose to them. No, they're very bland as well. And that they go missing. Help. They go missing for the majority of the film, then they show up again, and then that that's it. And then it's like, well, what the hell was the point of that? <laughs> Other than that. I think they did a very good job in this movie of balancing them, though. The only thing is, they are... Like, the same thing in this movie happens as in the last one? In in what context? That they're split? Yeah, yeah. It's... I mean, I think you... you, Go, go. go. I think that it helps to balance them. I think what... A a strong comparison here, and again, you will know what I mean in a, you know, month or two or whatever. I mean... The majority of Star Wars films do have this as a conclusion point where there is generally three main acts happening all at once. Um, you know, Star Wars Episode One balances it, Return of the Jedi, you know, a whole bunch of them. But this is what they do, and they do well. So, um, Mallory's wanting me to kill a bug that's crawling on the wall. It's literally, like, a metre away from us, and it's not going to do anything to us. Please. <laughs> Talk then. I would really appreciate it. Thank you. Look, as an Australian, I killed it with my bare finger. All right? There, look at me. I'm tough. I should be in the Avengers. Um, I don't know. I lost my point now when I was saying they balance it well. Yes, cool. Um, the, the one thing that I, I, I think is, is also good is that 
in in concluding this phase of the MCU, they also do a very good job in being nostalgic enough about the previous twenty one mm. films to to bring back that like, again without spoiling it. There are there are familiar faces that return for the first time since their solo films, whether it be literally for like thirty seconds or a lot longer, which is great. There was one particular scene which our audience in the the cinema just like you could tell that were gasping in joy uh, at their return and how excited they were to see this character back, and that just might be of our location. I'm not too sure. That might give away a bit of a spoiler, but it was it was definitely a a nice moment, and I think. I liked that element of it where you revisited those... Pre- I, I always like a good film that can revisit previous films and do it in a good way, and I think I think they achieved that well. I agree. I, I don't have anything bad to say about the way that they did that, and I think that some of the most emotional parts of the film were revisiting other films. Yeah, and there's definitely a fine line in doing that, like... You know, the newer Star Wars films get a lot of criticism for, for rehashing what they've had in the previous ones and just almost been remakes. Um, and I know that Colin and I talked about that recently in our uh, reaction episode for episode nine. It's kind of like these the Disney films have always had a bad a line between sort of balancing new and old and kind of keeping fans happy. I think the difference with Star Wars and the MCU is that obviously Star Wars has had, you know, 40 years of fans, whereas the MCU's only had 10 years. So you can kind of connect back with the old fans and new fans and kind of keep it all balanced. So that works well. Um, I mean, in terms of, um, I guess... I mean, it's a tricky one to review because usually we would come into this and talk about the cast. We'll talk about, like, the special effects and things like that. I mean, everyone knows the cast, and we can't go into the full cast without spoiling. Uh, special effects were great. I don't think anything really didn't hold up. You look can, like you want to say Can we talk something. about the character who got fat that's not in the trailer? But I think it's hilarious. No, we can't talk about that because that is a spoiler. No, you, talk- you can't talk no, 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 about no. it. No, no, I'm saying when you talk about it with Colin, just like put okay. a little memo in from me. The one thing you mentioned, one of your uh, work colleagues mentioned this, and I think it was a very good point, is, and this, you kind of said to me, well, it was kind of a spoiler, but it's not. Because generally we come into these reviews as if it's in the trailer, we can talk about it. They had one of that, three or four of these trailers alongside teaser trailers. All these trailers essentially happen in the first 10 minutes of the film, which I think is good because. And again, similar to what we talked about in Star Wars, like trailers are now really going back into that territory where they're not spoiling as much as they did. We had a phase there for about five years where pretty much every movie you went and saw, you felt like you'd already seen it because they spoil way too much in the trailers. Whereas this time around, like after 10 or so minutes, I was like, oh, cool, I've seen everything in the trailer now, so everything's new. Mm. And I did a pretty good job avoiding spoilers. I mean, the only spoiler that maybe didn't make the return of a character more exciting for me was because it was a this person had has attended the premiere during the week and made some headlines. Um, I, you've always got this questioning oh, look I on know your who face. It is. I, I am not, like, good at realizing who is... Oh, like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I'm not good at realizing who you're talking about without you just, like, hitting me over the head with it. Well, I think you would probably firmly I, I know who it is now, why. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... But yeah, I, I, I really, like, I'm trying to think of criticisms and, like, I can see where the things you've talked to me about sort of in the car and there are definitely some <clears throat> things where it's like, yeah, okay, I can see that. But, like, you and I have walked out of films in the last six months to a year and we generally agreed on most things. I think we walked out of Infinity War. I'm like, yeah, that, that was good. Mm. It had a lot of questions, but that was meant to do that. It was, it was a two-part film. I mean, they filmed these films together. 
they filmed Infinity War and Endgame together. Which I think makes it more of, like, it makes it have a very nice continuity to it. Because it doesn't feel like two separate films or three separate films or however many separate films that they seem to be doing now. I, th- I think one. well, it's it was a trend that they did for a while, but then they've backed away from that trend because I think it was yeah, the Matrix. People got freaking annoyed. Well, I mean, Lord of the Rings obviously famously did it for for mainly positive effects. The Matrix sequels were generally panned for doing it, but I can't wait to the day we eventually do the Matrix trilogy because I, for one, feel the sequels get unfairly treated. They also do get treated negatively for some which is i think is fair but there is definitely anyway but they were filmed back to back and i think there's a there's a shift in tone that can happen sometimes with films if you have too much gap in between them but i think the matrix ones bounce that well and i think these ones like there's definitely a tonal shift to a point like that first hour of the film is very is it like coming off the end of infinity war mm. like you watch these films back to back they're like that first hour of this film is is tricky to kind of comprehend when all of Infinity War really goes by quickly. And that's only about half an hour less than this film. Well, uh, like as I said earlier to you in the car, the opening scene doesn't connect well with the rest of this feel- film, mm. I feel. But it does connect well with the last film, mm-hmm. which I think is interesting because after that opening scene, your next hour, I guess doesn't feel like it has as much of a connection and then but then it hits and you're back into it two criticisms maybe that i have and this is a real the first one's a really little nitpick which really doesn't go anywhere uh it's not a spoiler because everyone knows that this was going to be the last one he had a cameo because he filmed it before he died i didn't like stan lee's final cameo Mm -hmm. i thought his one in captain marvel was more fitting and that felt like more like his final one because it kind of was a bit more of nostalgic to it obviously you can't change them around because they were filmed he was um sitting on the the train in Captain Marvel and he had the script for uh, Clerks or whatever it was. And anyway, so that's just a minor. It's They can't change that. The guy's died, sadly. Rest in peace, Dan. The, the other bit that I think maybe it just didn't work that well. So the ending when you kind of like, you have your main conclusion and then there's probably like another 20 minutes after what mm-hmm. happens where... Again, you've you've got close to maybe 20 of these superheroes across this film, so you've got to try and have a conclusion for each of them. But they only really will have, like, a conclusion for a couple of them, which, okay, you're going to add another hour to the film if you have one for everyone. But I still feel like there was a couple of characters at the end that didn't get, a you know, like a, a send-off, which, again, that might open it up to future sequels because we're going to see them again. But I don't know. Like, there's a couple there, which I just I thought we could have had something a little bit more. I'm trying to think of who's missing that you want more from. Yeah, well, I can't really say on this episode. Um, One thing which, again, just, I mean, separating some of these people, the ones that, again, trailer-wise, I appreciated what they did. They they went back to grounding the Hulk more. The Hulk Mm -hmm. had turned too much into a punchline in in Ragnarok and Infinity War. I think, but it's... It was interesting because they grounded him throughout the film. The first time you see him, it feels like he's going to continue to be a joke. Mm-hmm. And then it calms down. Well, th- this is... And often I'm the one to come on here and defend the, the DC films. But I will admit, there is the DC films do have a problem with tone. Mm-hmm. That when you watch them connectively, that you start off with Man of Steel and go to Shazam. 
completely different feels in movies and then Justice League kind of balanced that. I think, okay, but this is where I think Marvel has done this well because, like, as you said, at the very beginning when you meet Hulk, it is kind of continuing on that, oh, look, I'm a buffoon, I'm, you know, but by the end of it, they kind of balance it enough that he's grounded, but still with humour, I think. And but then and then also on the same side of things, Thor, for example, I think, like you have some emotional moments, like not saying emotional sad, not saying emotional happy, but this movie, get, like you go from one end to another, and like I feel that as a description that I have seen used by people posting and by my coworker even the other day saying like yeah, it's an emotional movie. How many times I did you cry? Understand that now. How many times did you cry? Well, okay, I, like, teared up and kind of cried one time, and I, like, cried another time. But then, like, there's also so many laugh moments, and there's also moments where, like, you're angry, I feel. And just, yeah, like, it's an, it's an emotional movie. It's, I mean, this is why we're going to be doing a spoiler episode, because, I mean, I think we kind of knew this would be definitely one you have to do a spoiler one. I mean, we've we've only ever really done for spoiler ones. We did, obviously, for Star Wars, clearly. Uh, we ended up doing one for Jurassic World last year because we didn't think we would. But obviously, you know, you're going to fucking clone a human being. There's going to be a spoiler episode. Stupid twist. Um, but, spoiler alert if you haven't seen Fallen Kingdom, but it's been nearly a year now, folks. Um, yeah, but I mean, I think this is where this is tricky to kind of fully talk about it. But, yeah, it's... I think this movie is definitely going to... We, we're not walking out of this hating it. This isn't... And I don't want to say I hated Captain Marvel. I didn't hate Captain Marvel, but it's probably my least favourite of the MCU films. Even more... If I had to rank these, and maybe I will. Maybe I'll sit down and rank them now that I've, they've closed this phase off. Because I think the last... I ended ranking after Ragnarok. So uh, I'd have to rank, what, Black Panther, Infinity War, uh, Ant-Man and Wasp, Captain Marvel, and this. So there's another five I would add. Off the top of my head, I would put Captain Marvel last... And I'm not just trying to be that, to be a dick about it, but, you know, I just... She's... She is not good. She's bland. Like, she's just... She's... This desk in front of us, this piece of wood has got more personality. I mean, it does. Look at the nice little lines and the kind of contours and everything. It's it's a beautiful piece of uh, furniture. But, yeah, I I just think... I don't know what I'm trying to... What am I thinking? What am I saying? I, I have no idea what you're saying. I wasn't being a good listener, apparently. Well, just like our one listener out there, apparently, who, <laughs> you know... I th- I, uh, the hype. That's what I, like we didn't walk out of this film disappointed. Mm. It wasn't Captain Marvel. It wasn't the Last Jedi. It wasn't the Last Jedi where you just you literally think to yourself, "I don't want to hate this film because it's a Star Wars film." But the more you digest it, you go, "Fuck, I don't like this movie. What's wrong with me?" You like this movie. This movie's great. Like you want to see it again. Yeah, well, the the very first thing I said to you, you was, yeah. I need to watch this movie again. And I think that part of that, though, is that it's just a lot to digest. They go from an opening that I feel is boring to an ending that has so much happening. And I just feel like there's a lot to miss as well as you're going through it, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, look, it is it is definitely a film that warrants, I mean, a second viewing. I mean, you and I watched Infinity War last night, and that was only the second time I'd seen it. Like, I hadn't, we didn't watch it again basically since we saw it at the movies. But I don't, I don't feel that it had the same effect as this I'd one. I agree, yeah. Where, like, I think they do warrant being watched together if you're watching them in far away spaces kind of thing. But if you have the general gist of 
um infinity war i think that like endgame is one that every time i watch it i'll feel like i need to watch it again i i think you know just like you come out of this and you are satisfied i think like Mm. it's you left Aquaman and you were straight away like, well, that was dumb. That was stupid. Because it was. Captain Marvel, you were kind of like, oh, no, I didn't really like it. Because it was um, not good. I mean, other there has been other movies. I think there have been other movies that you've kind of left and you said you didn't like it. First Man, you didn't really like oh, that. Oh, yeah, that was... Oh, poor guy. Yeah. Well, why is he poor guy? Because your thumb man, like, was wasted in a stupid movie. Shut up. Um, yeah, I, I mean, there's. I feel like we're like we're toning this down and almost complaining about it. No, I'm not. I think this this movie works. Um, I, I just, I don't have a problem with it. There's nothing that I've come out of this really, like, the two little problems I have are just are nothing that are of any substance of being bad, if you know what I mean. For the end of a phase in this franchise... It does a very good job. I and and like look, I it took me a while to I guess catch up on these films. I went a very long time without having seen them all. Um, well, let's be honest, I still haven't. You haven't seen them all, but like for me, it was only a, a basically, um, you know, I, I I caught up on all of them in about a month. Uh, at the end of 20s, just before I met you, funnily enough. So, God, you know, we could have watched them all together if you had come into my life a little bit earlier. We could have. Um, and I think kind of that, I, I liked watching them all so close together because I think kind of it um, it makes it for better viewing. Like, I, I will argue that most things are like that, like people complain about Lost. Watch it all very, very close together and it makes it for a much better show, as other TV shows do as well. Um, but, like... I feel as though I'm I'm satisfied with this conclusion to this phase of the Marvel mo- the MCU. I'm satisfied that they've left enough open doors that we can still have more of these, and as well as introducing new characters. We should also mention that, you know, yeah, some of these characters are going to be coming back for for sequels. Um, you know, it, it all but seems there's going to be a Captain Marvel two. It seems like the Black Widow's finally got to get a solo movie. It seems as though Doctor Strange is going to have a number two. Um, but then there's also, they've announced, um, I can't remember the name of the character, but I know that it's going to be Marvel's first Asian superhero. Um, and there's, yeah, there's a few other sort of ones that they've, they've sort of loosely announced that are finally going to have their own movies. So, I mean, Disney, they just put the word Marvel on one of these movies and it's going to make, you know, $200 million North America, 500 million around the world. It's instant cash cow. And this is why Disney own it. And, and plus also, we, we've got to also establish the fact that they've got so much to play for now that they own Fox. X-Men can come into this. Deadpool can come into this. You know, like, it's 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 opening up. The Fantastic Four can finally maybe get a, a decent one, even though they're, they're, the ones with, like, Jessica Alba and that weren't that bad. I just need to say about Deadpool super quick, um, one of the, like, fan things that I read somewhere before like weeks ago before seeing this was that they were hoping that one of the post credits would be did you see that one i didn't see it Um, i'm liking where this is going like just deadpool like at the end of the giant fight that everyone knows is eventually bound to happen like saying like oh man i guess i missed it like should have got me on board earlier or something like that this is this is kind of a spoiler but at the same time it's not because it's not spoiling anything but like there is no end sequence at the end of the credits well the 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 credits don't leave as soon as the movie ends because there's there's basically the way they do the credits i think is a fitting tribute to the the 22 films but as soon as that sort of ends that section of the credits don't stay 
And because there isn't any, we had to look it up because, like, you, you know, you've got to stay. But then like, this is one. But I think that would have been hilarious. But right. <laughs> but like, I, I think famously Hugh Jackman, when he retired from Wolverine, said the only way I would come back as Wolverine is if I got to be part of the MCU. There so like, you go. there's automatic excitement that we could have. All of a sudden, Wolverine show up with Thor. You know, two iconic Australian actors there, Chris Hemsworth and Hugh Jackman. You know, but like, it, it's, it's it's that's where it's exciting, and I think kind of. This is where this universe is so exciting. The ultimate wet fan dream, fanboy moment is for one day for DC and Marvel to be like, hey, guys, we're rivals, but cool. Let's just bro it down. And for one movie, create the biggest movie in the world, like Justice League versus the event. Could you imagine that if that happened? Like Thor and, and Captain America and Iron Man and Spider-Man battling against Batman, Superman. Come on now. Every person right now got an erection, whether you're male or female right now. Yes. You just got an erection. You don't I, even have penis. Yep, that happened. Yeah. It's it's amazing what <laughs> that can do. But anyway, um, we're rambling. We're, we're going on about it. Can we just talk about the hair quickly? Is that a spoiler? Absolutely. That's not a spoiler to talk about the hair? Well, the one, the hair I hated was Captain Marvel gets short hair at one point in this film. Oh, I didn't even think about that one. Terrible. No, it's really bad. Also, Hawkeye's hair is disgusting. Yeah. It's like this weird... Like you know the like fade thing, so it's like That's that in the, the it's it's like that in I the front, but then it goes into this weird like mohawk in the back, oh, yeah. and it looks like crap. J- the Jeremy third Rainer. one, wait, and the important one is Thor. Thor's hair is bomb in this movie. <laughs> That's good. I'm, I'm, That's I'm good. Happy. Not bad. Good. Good bomb. Not really a spoiler because I think it's in the trailer. If it's a spoiler, and the, if you really go off at me for using this as a spoiler, then seriously, guys, rethink your life. I'm glad that Chris Evans shaved in this movie. I'm not. I didn't like him with the beard. I'm sorry. I, I don't. Oh, he looks so much better with a beard. No. But the thing is, he looks more like Captain America without the That's beard. That's what I mean. Like, so I understand where you're coming from, but. But it's like it's like it's like in Batman Begins when when Bruce Wayne Christian Bale is training to become Bruce Wayne with with Liam Neeson and all that sort of stuff. What's his name? The Shangri Ha or whatever his name is. When he goes to like Mongolia or whatever and he trains, he's got a beard. I'm like, great, fair enough. I'm not saying I'm not saying Chris Evans looks bad with the beard. I think it's mainly the character with the beard just doesn't look right. Yeah, but then it, like to me it looked weird, him shaving. Like, after... I Okay, I only just saw... Which one was it? Infinity War. No, 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 uh, no. Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier for the first time less than a week ago. And I think that maybe it was too soon coming from that for me. Because I feel like I started to identify with a different character than I found at the end of this the, movie. There are just some characters in cinema that, to me, are sacred when it comes to their look. And, okay, maybe I'm not as attached to Captain America as others, but, like, one I have to use, I defend Die Another Day. It's a it's a fun film. Listen to 007, hear me defend it. It's not that bad. But when James Bond has facial hair at the beginning of that movie, no. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Like, like, Pierce Brosnan, the guy, is hot. But when he's scruffy beard-looking, long hair man, that scene when he shaves himself in the mirror, it's looking all sexy, and his chest hair, which James Bond should have, none of these cheeseboard grating abs of Daniel. I mean, they're nice abs. I mean, you all want a grated block of cheese on it. But, like, he's got to have a bit of hair on him, all right? He's got to eat those Brussels sprouts, eat the crust off his bread, get some chest on the hair, chest on the hair, <laughs> hair on the chest. And if you get chest on the hair, then you've lost some skin. 
Um, <laughs> That's not where I thought you were going. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I don't really know what else there is to say. <laughs> I don't have much else to say either. I, I mean, everyone's going to see this film. I, I'm, I, I believe already. In, I mean, we're recording this two days after it's been released here in on this side of the world. I, I you know, given into count, I think you know North American on the weekend. It's on track to become the the highest opening film in history already. It's, I mean, it's predicted. This is very likely to go very close to challenging for the highest box office of all time for a movie, which is Avatar. I was going to say that's Avatar, right? Right now, uh, both domestically. Actually, no, it's uh, Avatar, sorry, got uh, overtaken domestically in North America by The Force Awakens. But, um, yeah, uh, look, I'm going to just quickly pull that stats because I'm, 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 a, I'm a stat man, I think, um, to, to look at this. So if we are to look... Uh, at the opening weekend, so Infinity War holds that record last year, 257 million. So uh, people are predicting that Endgame could go on to become the first film to open with a 300 million dollar weekend, which would be all sorts of incredible. Uh, in order for it to crack the number one North America, uh, no film has ever made a billion dollars domestically at the North American box office. Force Awakens came close with 936 million. Uh, Infinity War made $678 million, And worldwide, of course, Avatar still holds that title at $2.7 billion. Uh, Infinity War made $2.048 billion. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think it will do a very big dent in that, I feel. I, I really do. So, but it, And I, I will just say to people out there, I went to the bathroom probably three times before this movie started. Do it. With it's about worth an it. hour before, I was I was struggling. I did have a giant cup of Pepsi because stupid cinema down here doesn't sell Coke. Bloody idiots. Um, but I struggled. But I I was invested enough in the movie that I did not go and break the seal. Well, I'd broken the seal, but you did well. You only drank like two sips. Though. Yeah, I only had like two sips. Uh, so um, I guess. You and I have to give our. Uh, what are you gonna? What are you gonna do with this film? This is a definite buy. No, I, I honestly didn't know if you were gonna go that route, but I'm. I'm proud you. Did. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like I know that I complained, but my complaints don't even close to rival the great things about this movie. Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah, definite buy, hundred percent, and without doubt, you will not leave the cinema disappointed. Um, but. If you want to hear us talk a little bit more in depth about certain things that, you, you know, like I really want to talk about one character that just, why are you there? I want to talk about the return of some. I want to talk about how one character who never gets credit in the 21 previous films basically is the sole reason why everything happens in this film, which is fantastic. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's a few things there. So, Colin hasn't seen the movie yet. So it's a rare thing now that I think that I get to see a movie before he does. But uh, he he's hopefully seeing it this weekend. But we've also got to point out that his wife kind of is about to pop out two humans from her uterus. So that may prevent, A, him from being allowed to leave the house for three hours without his phone potentially going off saying, hey, babies are coming. Or B, if they come beforehand, then he might not see this movie for a couple of weeks. So... Uh, I would like to give a time frame of when we will have a spoiler-free episode. A spoiler episode, sorry. Could be within two days. It could be within a month. I, I really would like to. But we will do one. 
So, and you, of course, are welcome to join me if you... Yes, if I'm around, probably, I will be on the episode. Probably won't be. In the meantime, um, just a, a slight little plug for a sister show of ours, uh, 007. Uh, we are going to be recording this weekend a reaction episode to the news about Bond 25. Also assuming that Colin's wife doesn't pop out two babies. Uh, well, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, because obviously not, not as big news as we were hoping with a name and everything like that, but we at least have a cast. We at least have a, a mini synopsis. We have Felix back, which is fantastic. Rami Malek has been confirmed finally as a villain, so I'm sure Colin wants to vent about, how oh, I'm so glad he'll finally get to be in a good film. Um... And all that sort of stuff. So if, you, if you're a Bond fan, we won't be doing one on this show because we have our own separate show, essentially, all about Bond. Why is um, Colin's voice a female voice? Because he's Canadian. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry. So are you. Um, all Canadians are female, which is a good thing because girls rule, boys drool. Yes. Um, so stay tuned for that. Uh, and in terms of Oz Network episodes, our anniversary month just ended, sadly. Uh, well, not really sadly. If you want to hear it, the latest and last one, it was Speed. That was released yesterday. It's great. You should listen to it. It's a great film. And we have our Disney Live Action Month coming up in a couple of months. Bit of a break from our movie recaps at the moment while we regroup before that. There might be some coming if Mallory and I decide to do one randomly or whatnot. Uh, but our TV ones are still running. Of course, Lost is back on Mondays. Third Watch is still happening on Wednesdays. Colin has his random rewatches with Rossi. Uh, I'll be releasing a separate one over the weekend too. Fans of uh, Australian comedian Chris Lilly would know that he just released his latest uh, series on Netflix. I wasn't going to do uh, a review of it or any form of episode, but I'm pissed off with all the reviews that have come out basically ripping shit into the guy and his uh, thing, and it's not that bad. So I, I feel like I'm going to do a review episode to talk about that. And uh, we'll also, uh, Amazing Race episodes, I think, are going. They might do it. I don't know. Colin does his own thing sometimes. We only, we're like the Avengers. We go off and do things and then come together when we, you know, when the world needs us to do, like, speed and fucking Jungle Book and shit. Well, you, he wasn't on Jungle Book. Maleficent. And what was the other one we did together? Beauty and the Beast. God, that was a waste of my life, both of those films. So, how are you doing there? I'm, I'm great. When are you going to come back on for more of these episodes? Besides the Jungle Book and Lion King coming soon. Soon? Soon. Yeah. When I work less. What, what do we want to do? Hugh Jackman month or something? Heck or? yeah. Yeah. We'll, Hugh Jackman month coming we'll do, soon we'll to Hugh the Oz Network. We'll, we'll, we'll do it. What for are we going to do? We've talked about this before, but um, Australia. I haven't seen that. Well, you're going to? Australia. Greatest Showman. Greatest Showman. Wolverine. Well, I think we keep them separate when we eventually Uh-oh. do X-Men. Um... Oh, what's that? Swordfish. Swordfish is a great film. It's got sure. Kim, John Travolta, and Halle Berry. You'd like it. I, I don't actually know very many Hugh Jackman films off the can top of my head. Can we not do Les Mis? Please, can we oh, not do Les Mis? Oh, let's do Les Mis. No, I'm not watching Two musicals musical. and two not musicals. That works so great. Yeah, but The Greatest Showman's good a good suggestion. Movie. You suggested the it. Illu- no, 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 no. He does that movie with Christian Bale, The Illusionist or whatever it's called. You should watch that one because it's called Christian Bale. I haven't seen that one. Is I'm it magic? I think so. Oh, okay. I've not seen it. Well, of course it's magic. It's Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale. Those guys are dreamy. Um, so, <laughs> I don't know why I had to put on that voice. <laughs> Basically said before that Pierce Brosnan was hot. and I'm, I'm okay with my sexuality. It's 2019, all right? If women are allowed to say other women are hot, men are allowed to say other men are hot without being implied as being gay. It's 2019. Don't assume my sexuality, all right? Don't look at me like that way. Um... Yeah, so Avengers Endgame, see it. You probably already have. You're going to anyway because it's like a law. 
We should really wrap this up. We're going on yeah, forever. We- like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever good podcasts are downloaded. And leave us feedback because the more you leave us feedback, the more we appear on the search list and the more people can hear us because people should be subject to our opinions because they're right and everyone else's are wrong. Yes. Okay. Uh, but thank you for listening. In the meantime, my name is Ben and that's America's ass. Good quote. My name is Valerie and the ketchup quote that goes with my mayo quote from earlier. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.